Objections Joseph and Daniel While these things are true beyond successful dispute, we are told the scriptures show that God's children did participate in the management and support of the human government. Joseph and Daniel are instances in the Old Testament, and Cornelius the Philippian jailer and Erastus in the New Testament. Joseph and Daniel served in their position only when in slavery, and did what service they rendered in these governments as slaves of their masters, and not as officers or rulers in the state. They did not seek to support, maintain, exalt, or perpetuate the governments in which they served. Slavery, then, involved the right of the king to the life of the slave. Joseph was sold by the Ishmaelites to Potiphar, whom he served as his slave, faithful and trusted, but a slave. He was imprisoned by Potiphar as his slave, remained in prison over two years at the will of Potiphar, and was brought to Pharaoh's attention when he had the dream. He showed he was under divine guidance in the interpretation of Pharaoh's dream. Whether Pharaoh bought him of Potiphar, we are not informed, but he went into Pharaoh's service as his slave, and so served through the fourteen years of abundance and of famine. Joseph gathered the harvest during the years of plenty as Pharaoh's slave, his personal slave. He sold the food as Pharaoh's slave. He sold the food as long as there was money and brought the money into Pharaoh's house. Genesis 47, verse 14. He bought the cattle then, and afterwards the land. And Joseph bought all the land for Pharaoh. Then he bought the people. Behold, I have bought you and your land for Pharaoh. Joseph was a faithful and trusted slave, but only a slave. Had General Jackson, while president, ordered one of his slaves to do any service, he would have done it as the slave of General Jackson, and not as an officer in the government. So of Joseph. He was so far from being a voluntary officer of the government, seeking to build up and strengthen the government, that it was a service hated by him. He regarded it as a deep degradation to so serve. Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you up out of this land unto the land which he sware unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. Oh no, Joseph was not a citizen of the kingdom of Egypt, nor an officer, supporter, or upholder of the Egyptian government. He was a slave in a foreign land, faithful as a servant of God should be to his master. He felt the humiliation and shame of this slavery so keenly that before dying he took the oath of his brethren that his bones should not be left in the land of his degradation and slavery. Daniel was situated as was Joseph. He was a slave first to the king of Babylon. God gave him favor with his overseer, then through his wisdom gained for him the respect and consideration of the king. He was faithful to the king as his slave, but faithful in bearing to him testimony of God against him. But he was a slave and not an officer or supporter of the Babylonish government. On the other hand, he foretold its destruction and the ruin of its king. When the government was overthrown by Darius, as the slave of the conquered king, he passed to the ownership of the conqueror and became the slave of Darius, to whom he was faithful as he had been to Nebuchadnezzar. 
He obeyed his master, served the new one as readily and faithfully as the old. He was no partisan, friend, supporter, or officer of either government. As a slave he obeyed his master and was faithful in all things save when obedience to him involved disobedience to God. Rather than obey then, he was cast into the lion's den. If any think Daniel was a voluntary supporter and upholder of these governments, let them read the prophecy of ruin and destruction he spoke against them and against all human governments. How his heart joyed in foreseeing their destruction and the triumph over them of the kingdom which the God of heaven should set up. Let them read the ninth chapter and see the deep humiliation and shame he felt in having to serve the ruler of this human government when God's government by the sins of his people was subverted and in ruin. In those days when thus honored by the king, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither was flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all. Certainly he regarded all this service as an accursed slavery and a burdensome bondage from which he prayed deliverance. In the ninth chapter Daniel says, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly, and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants the prophets which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and to our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces as at this day. To the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off, through all the countries whither thou hast driven them, because of their trespass, they have trespassed against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against thee. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his ways which he set before us by his servants the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice." Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath which is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against thee. The chapter is full of these confessions, supplications, deprecations of the curse of God that is poured out upon them, unto the bondage and slavery they were enduring. Certainly Daniel was not a voluntary officeholder, nor a supporter of human government. He was a slave in bondage for the sins of his people and prayed humbly and earnestly for deliverance. No encouragement or authority can be found for the voluntary holding of office in or upholding the human government now so common among the servants of Christ. The only lesson taught by the cases of Joseph and Daniel is that it is right for God's children when slaves to do faithful service to their masters, not as eye-servants, but they must do service heartily as unto the Lord. They teach the same lesson of duty that is taught in the New Testament, submission to the powers that be. When the powers change, the duty of the Christian changes with it. Submission to whatever power is over them, partisanship to none. When the requirements of the government are contrary to the law of God, refusal even to the lion's den or the fiery furnace, but no participation in, no support of, no affinity with human government is found.